0: Heavenly Father your scriptures your word to us is much like the button on this cordless mic I don't always understand it Lord but I trust in you I trust in your word and I trust if I start to follow your word Lord you will mold me and shape me And Lord, you'll take this messed up life and you'll make something beautiful out of it. You will take the mistakes and turn them into your glory. You'll take the sin and break the chain, but use it to bring honor and glory to your name. I don't understand it, Lord, but that's how you do it. And for that, Lord, we are truly, truly thankful. Please be seated. Our scripture comes out of the book of Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 11. Let us read that then we'll move on. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, He will command his angels concerning you, and their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. But Jesus said to him, again it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their splendor. And he said to him, all these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of God for the people of God. There's a whole bunch of theology in there that we don't have time to get. But understand, we need to understand where we are in the world today. and really that makes us understand why bad things still happen in the world today. When the world was created, go back to Genesis chapter 2 and 3, or 1 through 3. When the world was created, it was made perfect. It was made perfect in every way. Death had not entered into the world, nor would death enter into the world. Animals didn't eat animals. Uh, Everybody was kind of a vegetarian there. Then Adam and Eve sinned, and they brought death into the world. Paul talks to us about this in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 19. Because of one man, Adam, with Adam and Eve, if you will, uh, because of them, they brought sin and death into the world. But because of one, Jesus, brings life into the world, eternal life. See, what we need to understand is, Adam and Eve was given the title to earth, if you will. The, the deed to the world, and they gave the deed to the devil. And, and, and there's a whole theology there. And we, really, when you understand that, you understand where we're at in the world today. That the whole world now belongs, Satan is the prince of the air. Yes, Jesus has won it back. Jesus has got it back. But... He has not claimed it yet. But what Jesus has claimed is you and me. Who really cares about the dirt of the earth? Because this world is saved for fire. If you read on to the end times, the world is saved for fire. It will all one day burn up. But what will not burn up is you and me. Us who have put our trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We will be spared from all that. And so the question is today, what do you choose? Do you choose sin and death? Sin separates us from God. Well, you got a nail here, you know, you either got the twisted nail in the back, or just regular old sin or big sin. It doesn't matter what your sin is, doesn't matter what my sin is, that sin continues to separate us from God. Not that God is separated from us. not that God's love is separated from us. It's not that God wants to be separated from us. The sin in our life puts our door on our side so God cannot enter it. Do you understand that? It's not that God kicking us out and rejecting us. God wants us in this relationship. But as long as I'm sitting here saying, God, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it my way. And this is the way it is. That door, we shut the door to God. And so we got to ask ourselves, today, do I choose sin and death and separation from God? Because separating from God is, is what we consider death. Or do I choose life? Did I choose life? But so, here the application part of the sermon, how do we do it? See, in Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse 1, Satan comes to Eve. We're going to say Adam and Eve. He comes to humanity. He comes there, and he asks this question. Did God say? And then he, you know, don't eat from the fruit of that tree in that particular case. when When the devil comes to Jesus... He asked the same question, and it may be a different word in a little bit. Did God say? See, there's the question for us in all of our choices and all of our humanity and everything that you and I do from midnight to midnight, whether you're awake or you're asleep, did God say? Let us hit on some of the big things in life first. Did God say there is multiple people of different genders? Or did God say there is only male or female? Did God say that two men should come to join, leave mother and father and be joined together, or two women should leave mother and father and be joined together? Or did God say. Man should leave his parents and woman should leave her parents. And they should be joined together as one and be fruitful and multiply. Did God say, yeah, I can live a life of whatever. Sex before marriage and all that stuff is all right. Or did God say purity is what he enjoys? Did God say... Go, I, I'm going to give you a talent. I'm going to give you a job. And go spend that money however you want. It don't matter about what the kingdom of God needs or wants. I've given you an abundance. It's all yours. Or did God say that I give you an abundance and give part of that abundance back to the kingdom out of love? Did God say... It's okay to be in relationships and hate one another. and Be mean to one another. and Be evil to one another. Even if those people are evil and mean to us. Or did God say, Love your enemy and pray for him. Hate no one because hate is just like murder. Did God say it's okay to talk about others behind their back and to gossip? Or did God say, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Did God say, unforgiveness is okay? That person wronged you. They deserve what they're getting. They deserve your wrath. Or did God say, forgive everyone as I have forgiven you. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. For those taking notes. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Jesus says, why do you call call me your Lord and you don't do what I say? Why do we dare call Jesus our Lord and not do what he says? Did God say... Sit on your tail end. I'm going to just meddle right here. Did God say sit on your tail end and don't tell anybody about my goodness and my love and my generosity and my forgiveness? Or did God say, go out and make disciples with every person you meet? See, the answer to humanity is in the word of God. And the question that we have to ask ourselves before we do anything, what did God say? But here's the real part on that is, am I going to follow what God says? Uh, I shared this last night with somebody else. And it's funny, I, I was the keynote speaker for the Gideons again at, uh, in Osceola the other day. And one of the things I, I shared with them is, Bill Fay had to share Jesus without fear. The CMA has something similar. The Christian Motorcycle Association has something similar to it. But they all run this model, how to share your faith in two minutes or less. And it's just, where, where was I before God? Or what, what was going on in my situation before I turned it over to Jesus? What did Jesus do about it? What's my future look like? That's it. Do you realize, uh, we, we were, Tam and I was at a gathering last night, And this lady brought up three points. And that's what we're going to go to communion with. Do you realize how much God loves you? Do you realize the power of the cross? Do you really understand what Jesus dying on the cross means for you and me? Number three, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? The power of the cross. While we were yet sinners, God died for us. When we were in total rebellious to sin, Jesus had already made a way for us out. The power of that cross, Jesus died for not only the past sins, but the future sins of the world. When he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. But being beaten, scorned, humiliated, and nailed on the cross was not enough. The power comes. This is the blood which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. The power of the cross is unconditional love and forgiveness. What does God want us to share? Unconditional love and forgiveness. So, the God loves you, the power of the cross. What are you going to do about it? Let me tell you, today we got a special treat. It uh, started off kind of with Savannah. She wanted to help with the Ash Wednesday service and she liked to work service. So, Savannah and Harrison, correct? I got that right? All right. Two of the youth, I love it when young people want to help and want to be involved in the worship. So they're going to come up and help with communion. And then I got Carlos and Alma also going to come up and help with communion. So if you communion, people would come up. Body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. Alma, body of Christ broken for you. Carlos, the body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Jesus poured out for you. Harrison, the blood of Jesus poured out for you. The blood of Jesus poured out for you. The blood of Jesus poured out for you. Who wants the blood? Who wants the body? You got that? Okay. Yeah. When you're ready. To receive the grace of God, the love of God, the forgiveness of God, to remind us of what he has done for us. Come forward. If you need prayer, come to the altar, open your hands, and I will pray for you. If you want private time, just close your hands. But come now. Oh, musicians. Okay. off the door? Okay. Okay. If we believe God holds nothing back for you and me why would we go out in the world and hold something back from somebody else? If God richly and abundantly gave it to you he gave it to you to give away and he will multiply what you give away. How dare us to be in the presence of God and to worship God To walk out these doors the same way we walked in. I'm going to encourage you if your sin is not forgiven. If you do not feel the touch. If you do not feel the power of the Holy Spirit in here and in your life today. Stay. Until you feel it. Dear Lord our Heavenly Father. Thank you for just being abundantly loved with us. And Lord thank you. But reminded us through the power of communion that we don't have to be the same. That we walk away from here in this worship service today different than we walked in. Different than we were last week. And next week it will be different from this week. And Lord, for that, we are truly thankful, Lord. We ask you to walk before us, walk beside us, seal us with the Holy Spirit until we come back into your presence and community again. And we ask you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And with great excitement, the whole congregation said, Amen. Amen.